0: Previously on D&D&D, Nils takes in everything that you've said, and he uh, stands up and says, All right, well, I guess guess you guys will probably want the other side of the story now. For in the center of the room, there are two pedestals about four feet high. Oh. Each pedestal has the body of a young girl on it.
1: Oh. Oh. Uh Uh-oh.
0: At the opposite end of the room from behind a tree. Uh, Walks a tall woman, lithe woman with silvery blonde hair. That's
2: Lady Casarlo.
1: That's her. That's the Lady Cat Lady.
0: Yes, these are these are my daughters, my second and third child. Who's the first? Well, my firstborn was a son. Where's he? And then Nil says, "We don't know." And that's why you're here. kithiria waves her hands and some plants react kind of like what amara did not as drastic like amara was very much like i can control plants but kithiria is more measured it's a bigger gesture and some plants come over and bloom out a powder and now you're in the hazy flashbacky sequence and the plants are like this week's episode is brought to you by." <laughs> <laughs> so you hear lady Catheria's voice This mournful but melodic voice, as she tells you the story that she's about to tell you, you see very hazy visions made out of flower petals. So like it's like as if...
1: (laughs) Cool. This is like the final Harry Potter movie where they're going through... The
0: cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. This is all like mosaics out of flower petals. Cool. are the images that you're seeing. And she says, For centuries, the Knight's Castle has stood atop a small cliff overlooking the Wintersong River in the Moonshadow Valley. We built along the eastern end of Knight's Pass through the Moonshadow Mountains, and we built this castle out of the black oak that came from the sacred tree at Gala Mathir. And over the centuries, the magic oak has been added with stone and metal and everything. You saw the castle. It's cool. It's pretty cool.
1: I've only ever seen it once, though.
0: So this valley, the Moonshadow Valley, is the convergence of the three realms: the Known World, that's your world, that you're all from; the Feywild, which you guys have been to; World We've been there. Two, World Two, yeah, World Two, and a third realm called the Shadowfell. World Trace. <laughs> Centuries and centuries ago before this convergence was discovered, Colum Erthadar, my ancestor, a human with distant Fey and Shadow ancestry, settled here and built a community that worked with the wood elves of Galadoi to explore the forest. When the great tree of Gallimithir was discovered, the Order made it their main temple, and part of the wood was harvested to build the knight's castle. With Gallimathir came the discovery of the convergence between the known world and the Feywild. Wild, the Sacred beacons were set up and the groves built around them to protect the weak points where the druids erected the standing stones to mark these entryways so the order believed that these entryways in the feywild were home to their goddesses a belief that was shared by the council of high fey El- elves on the other side the council worked with the order to widen the connection between the worlds so that there could be closer to harmony with the divine they built this portal system together knight's castle became a de facto participant as the castle was also built upon a weak connection point and this is the room that you're standing in now Oh cool. We're in a hot spot. You're in a hot spot. Everybody's got full bars.
2: So <laughs> since we're at like an intersection, is there there's like more than one. This isn't like one special spot.
0: Nope, there are nine.
2: Okay, so it is. Okay. Just
0: checking. You guys knew of seven and then gonna found say- an eighth. And now there are nine. The gardens that make up the innermost chamber of the castle, which is where you guys are, are fed by the Feywild energy, and the castle became the ninth sacred grove. And for a time, everything was good. The castle was built, the town grew up around it, the order protected the forest, and everybody was happy. But then a twisted, grotesque perversion of nature grew into an opening with the shadow fell. This was a horrible, disgusting, mangled tree that was discovered in the woods that split open the third realm. The creatures that came out from this opening were bent on taking over the known world and trying to get into the Feywild. That was their goal. They wanted to try to take over the Council of High Elves and get control of this other realm that everybody believed to be closer to the gods.
3: Say what you will about World
2: Trace. They're ambitious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> A war broke out, and the people of the Moonshadow Valley were losing, so the Order and the Council called upon their goddesses to intervene. A deal was broached. Column Erthadar, my ancestor, the man who had both fey and shadow blood, would be given to the goddesses to seal the connection and protect the valley. Part of the deal was that so would the firstborn male descendant of each generation of Erthadars for eternity. And so every first male son of Earthadar was given to the Fae Council for sacrifice. Every one that is until, and then Nils cuts in and he says, until my son. Now the vision ends. And you guys are back in the room. What about you, Nils? Well, he's, he's not of He's the not. Blood. I'm not an Earthadar, I'm a Oh, you married in. Married right. in. That's right. Yeah. This is why our... Oh my
1: f- god, so they thought that Juno was your son. How nice what is that? What an honor. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know it's it's not too late to just uh still pass them
0: especially because we're like the same age are you yeah you're like 50 right 48 yeah
2: you're 48 you know yes (laughs) you just have such a youthful vigor to you you. yeah i forget that but if if there needs to be some sort of adoption papers in order to make it (laughs) official we we can do it you
1: you, are you, you sure know you where... want to make it official though? Because then you're zip away.
2: Yeah, I remember how scared you were when they thought you were? But you I'm cried. I'm not gonna see you anything. Well, you cried. I didn't cry.
1: Oh, that's right. I remembered it wrong. So we fought like three dirty trees. Yeah. Those are the only things that we fought from the Shadowfeld, probably right. Monsters don't come the from the Shadowfeld.
0: No. All those bats. The bats bat- felt pretty. The bats we suspect to be. Shadow magic, yes. No, Dun- yeah. no, 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 Wait, Badge Kathy, man.
3: so is...
1: What did you is just call him? Niz-
3: Kathy? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, can I use Kathy? Who's Kathy? Katheria?
3: Katheria. That sounds right. Can I call you Kathy? Is that Kathy? okay? If she's fine with it.
1: This Very
0: <laughs> forward. You know, I, I I, bonded so well with Pete. Well, we thought you were all dead. And... Yes, Kathy is fine, Fletch. Oh, Hi, thanks, dude. Kathy. Pete gave I you an
3: really in. really appreciate you. I just pat him real quick. Give him a nice pet. Thanks for taking care he of him He starts of
1: purring aggressively again. I'm,
3: <laughs> I'm confused. Did you, are you, is that your firstborn? Is that Nils? Are you guys a thing? <laughs> what oh, <laughs> what stormy. Wait, Cause no, Nils, no, 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 Nils firstborn no. was taken, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, yes. Now we're, Yikes. We're, yep, we're married. He's the royal consort. Oh. You are married. So yeah. you're married to Kathy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like hold hands and hold them up. Oh, okay you got it bud
3: yeah okay i'm gonna write these two are book.
0: mine too and he points to the daughters what, oh, what is
3: everyone's what was your
0: son's name and your daughter's names okay is, you've learned so much man is what one daughter is celia and <laughs> celia. one daughter are you just
1: using like your favorite names like if you had a daughter would you name her celia no
0: and one daughter is uh ingrid
1: i love ingrid as a name
0: hmm. And uh, the son's name is uh, Heinrich, but we called him Hank.
3: What about the fourth one?
0: The what? <laughs> there, there, there's just it's just three. Not a fourth one. What? Just three uh,
1: guys. Pete's purrs are very loud.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah r- Stormy was very distracted
2: through all of this. What's wrong with the uh, CC and ingi
0: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> that ew is canonical. That was is genuinely <laughs> reacting. Ingy.
3: Well, he tried it with
0: Kathy, and it worked. When, uh, <laughs> it works great. So uh, Nils speaks up and he says, "When uh, Katheria and I got together, she told me about this this curse, this deal. You know, told me about how she lost a brother she never knew before she was born, and that it would have to happen again if we were to have kids. And and um, you know, I, I accepted it at the time. I, I I loved her so much. There was nothing want that that." Uh, could stand in in the way of our relationship and everything, but including your son's death. Yeah, dude. Well, Dang. that's what happened. is Is when it got to that time, I I couldn't I couldn't handle the idea when I held that that baby for the first time. I, I couldn't give it a give it away.
2: But also, the fairies said they don't even need humans. Who knows what's true now? Well, that's that's now.
0: what uh, that's what, what happened is is I I went out seeking for a solution. I traveled to the to the Feywild, and that. Is where I lost the arm. Oh. coincidentally enough, uh, not a not a fun time. Not so a fun place. Sorry. You guys have been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks cool. Yeah, very deadly. A lot of dragonborn. They didn't have those when I was there. Oh, oh dude, you missed out on um, some eye We candy. went to an even
3: more dangerous. Pl- uh, it was. Vi- I thought we had a lot of fun there. You <laughs> <laughs> got to we ride like giant rabbits and stuff. What? We did like a flying. Am I thinking of a different? Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must be remembering this way no, wrong. No,
0: Fletch, Fletch probably did have the best time of anybody probably. in the yeah. in the Feywild. Yeah, because he doesn't remember the bad times. <laughs> That's true. Um, oh, when I was in the Feywild, I met a an Elven wizard named Plintharin Bielamore. <laughs> who I called Plinth. Okay, and. Uh, <laughs> Plinth bad bielmore. this is what, this is what happens P L I N T H A R Y N. i p-l-y-n Plinthorin. p-l-i-n-t-h-a-r-y-n plintherin you Plinthorin. know Plintharin. and and that first uh i sound is a y because fantasy so i met an elven wizard named Plintharin bielmore and uh who i called plinth and we adventured for a time together he was a a, a very good friend and very high up in the council of of fey elves and he shared with me some research he had done into the deal, the curse, the original uh deal that the that Column Earthadar made. Oh, you had him look over the contract? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh he suspected that there is a possibility that it could have been misinterpreted through the generations and that a sacrifice wasn't actually necessary.
3: Oh no. That's a lot that's of, a lot of dead but people. He yeah. needed
0: he needed more time to prove it. why prove are it your daughters counsel? frozen? Yeah, what's wrong with Cece and Inge? Why are they turned to stone? So what happened? They're
1: not turned to stone.
0: Yeah, yes where? they are. Who, Who are, are you I? listening to? They're they're, they're motionless, but they're they're not. <laughs> oh, maybe stone. you said
3: like stone cold sleeping. Yes, and I thought that you meant they're just stone. They're not stone. And I was like, why? Metaphors
0: is- are like a level two.
3: <laughs> I'm missing it.
0: So he just needed more time to do his research. So we got together with a friend of mine from the Order, a bard named Majumbo, to take my son hank little hank and uh hide him away until we could figure out what the deal was that we wouldn't we wouldn't turn him over We, we we thought we would just buy some time we would still he could grow up if if we still had to do it i wouldn't watch him grow up maybe maybe the connection wouldn't be as strong i i don't i wasn't i just wanted to To preserve his life for as long as I possibly could and give Plinth some time that he needed. But before he could conclude his research, the council caught on to what he was doing and sent the Cyclops that you discovered to kill him. They created a magic-resistant monster because he was a wizard and sent it into his home. Made it materialize into his home and it killed him. What? It killed Hank? No, it killed Plinth. Plinth. Oh. the wizard you remember the cyclops you couldn't use magic on it yeah but we fucking murdered him anyway yeah which great job on that because fuck that guy for killing my friend right? so uh and then he high fives you yeah great yeah so they killed him and we, and we um we ran out of time and in the intervening years we had more more children we had these daughters and and as time passed and as it got further from the time that we were supposed to turn over Hank, to the council, our daughters fell into this this illness. And at first, it, it was a horrible, painful illness.
1: Where was baby boy at the time?
0: Hank, here's the thing. We don't know. Why did Plinth hide him and then he died? Where did
2: Majumbo take him? Hey, I asked the question first. But it was a, uh, mine was better.
0: We made the deal that Plinth and Majumbo would work together to conceal his whereabouts so that if we were ever attacked by the council or people from the shadow fell we wouldn't be able to divulge his location
3: well guess what we've got a good boyfinder on our hands <gasps> we
0: do it's me oh great Hey everybody, Grussel here. Thanks so much for listening to the first episode of D&D&D of the new year of 2019. Happy new year, everybody. Thank you for joining us and choosing to spend your first Wednesday, second Wednesday, sorry, of 2019 with us. So this is the second half of the exposition dump uh, session that we had after we got back into things. And sorry, it's on the shorter side, but I thought to help make it up for you, I would answer some of your questions. So these are some listener questions that we got from Twitter. Uh, If you don't follow us on social media, do so at Pod on Twitter and dndndpod on Instagram or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. But these particular cues came from Twitter. uh, So I am going to answer some. We'll eventually do another D&D&D&D D&D episode where we do more in-depth questions and answers with the whole team, but these are just going to be some lightning round ones with just me. Molly Flores asks, will D&D&D ever have some special guest adventures slash villains? I think you mean like guests on the podcast that aren't the six of us. We've talked about it, uh, but it's already a lot of voices and there's the question of that, but never say never. Josh Haynes asks, are there any side quests that the team have passed the opportunity to pursue that you were especially excited about? It'd be great to hear some what ifs and how they have, may have played out. There are some side quests that the team decided not to pursue, but I'm going to repurpose some of those ideas, so I'm keeping them to myself for now, uh, but hopefully you'll get to hear about them in the future. Uh, Rowan Abbott asks, d and d d Cookbook in the future, never say never. Gunner Loper asks, are there any characters based on real people or plot lines drawn from real or semi-real events? Yes, uh, but I'm not going to tell what, because uh, it would kind of give away the whole ballgame. But there is kind of a bigger allegory that uh, I kind of stumbled into. I didn't do it on purpose, but I realized after I had been writing for a while that that's what I was doing. That's that. But I'm not going to say anything else about that right now. Uh, Audrey Elise asks, is there anything a first-time player should steer away from? Any advice for a first-time player? uh i mean at at the end of the day do what's fun that's what's so great about this game is that you can do whatever you want and what's fun for you um but i would probably suggest that you keep it simple on your first time it's a it's a complicated game there are a lot of moving parts you can go wild right from the beginning if you want that's totally up to you um but you know it's it's a fun game and give it a chance that's that's also another great piece of advice for first-time players just give it a chance Mary Berry, not that Mary Berry, or maybe that Mary Berry. Oh my God, how cool would that be? Uh, asks, will Stormtell ever find his true love? Uh, I'm not going to say. I'm not, spoilers. Just listen to the podcast. We'll find out. Maybe or maybe not. But listen to the podcast. Thank you, Mary. No soggy bottoms on that question. Uh, John Davis, do you plan on making the food more diegetic? Season one had some amazing sounding food, but it never seemed themed to the episode, which seemed odd since it's a titular element. Yes, John, that's very true. It was odd. I struggled a lot with how to make that work, uh, and it took me the better part of a year to figure out how to do it. And I did figure out how to do it, and you're going to find out how uh, later in this episode, Uh, but it will play a pivotal role in the story going forward. Steph asks D and D characters as Disney characters slash Hogwarts houses. Hogwarts houses. Uh, I'm gonna do this real quick. It's just uh, Marjorie and Juno are Gryffindor. Flack and Zabas are Slytherin, and Fletch is a Hufflepuff. That is my interpretation. I did not consult to the players themselves. They might disagree, but that is my interpretation. Disney characters. I have no idea. There are so many Disney characters. We could be here all day discussing Disney characters and their similarities. Uh, Argue that one out on Twitter. Tweet at us who you think the Disney characters are. Uh, Wesley asks, not necessarily related to D&D&D, but I'd love to hear how you all met and how long ago it was. Uh, I met Joel and James and Chelsea in college. That was a long time ago now. Um, And then we met Beth and Mike when we moved to L.A. Uh, Chelsea and Beth knew each other uh, through some people before that. Um, But I've known everybody for many years now, and they are wonderful, amazing people who I feel so privileged to be able to do this crazy thing with. Michael Propater asks, how do you prepare to DM time spent in cities as opposed to time spent out on an adventure? I try to fit the city time in between things. Um, but it's ultimately up to the players what they want to do. If the players want to go and go shopping, they're going to go and go shopping, and I'm going to follow that track. Uh, Daniel Aguilar asks any tips for a first-time DM writing his own homebrew? I loved how you managed to weave in the side quests uh, alongside bigger quests. Keep detailed notes would be my biggest thing. Outlines, lots of outlines. Uh, watch early seasons of The X-Files. Uh, they did one of the best jobs of doing that. Well... Balancing mythology episodes and the monster of the week episodes. Quiet compassion asks: Is there a mechanic or element of D and D that you guys haven't incorporated into the show? If so, do you have plans to add it to gameplay? Probably. There's a ton. You know, we'll see where we'll see where the story takes us. But there's so many aspects to D and D, and we haven't really even scratched the surface. I mean, I haven't had that many of the monsters in. All of our players are playing the pretty standard basic race sets. There's a ton of stuff that we we haven't really gotten involved yet. Obviously, like higher level spells and the undead haven't come up yet, uh, really. So there's going to be all kinds of stuff in the future. Bethany Heartfelt asks, what was your first D&D character, name, race, class, etc.? Uh, my first D&D character was a Dwarven fighter named Sven. I forget his last name. He went on many a quest and ultimately owned a castle named after a reel-to-reel machine that was in my basement where we played. Janina asks, if Zabbos is a teenager, then he'd drop out of school. Uh, Zabbos, even though he acts like a teenager, is still 80-something. He's an elf, so they have really long lives. So he's like in the teenager part of an elf life, but he's long past school. But he still has that attitude. Golden Rose asks, who is an NPC you didn't expect to like as much as you do? I personally love Koryum. Same, Golden Rose. Uh I originally wrote Koirim as, I talked about this in the Beth uh conversation episode, but I originally wrote Koirim as a very like hard, stoic, um badass character. And uh I changed tracks to make him, you know, this kind of coward, recovering coward, you know, but with a big heart. And I like that so much more. And and playing with Beth as Koirim is a joy. Karen Reese's asks, Can we have more romances in the story? There's something with Margarine and Juno and then Margarine and Koirim. Some dating within the team could really be interesting, even if they end up breaking up. Uh, I'm not going to force that on the players. If they want to flirt and have a relationship, that is totally up to them. Tapmaster Tap asks, haven't finished the first season yet, but when I eventually get to tomorrow's episode, is there a character item, etc., that you thought wouldn't be a big plot line that ended up being, or vice versa? Uh, Yeah, two things definitely jump out. Uh, First is the owlbear beak in episode one. Uh, The Owlbear wasn't supposed to be anything when I first wrote it. It was just going to be a uh, MacGuffin to get everybody together. But when Fletch took that beak, I thought immediately, that's got to be something now. Uh, And it became Jeremy in the Feywild, uh, named for our composer, uh, Jeremy Nisato. And also uh, the Bone Dice uh, were just going to be treasure. I expected the team to sell in town for gold, but they ended up keeping them and obviously became a huge, huge part of the story. So those two things definitely did not uh, originate as major plot points, but they became them. Uh, Alyssa Jackson asks, which are your favorite recipes and can you teach me how to make them? Uh, My favorite recipe probably from the first season that we did was my wife's uh, crockpot mac and cheese. Uh, It's so good. We made it for my family on Christmas, actually, Uh, and it's just the best. And that's not, that's not mine. That's hers. It's so good. And I also love the risotto, the pizza that I made for 201. Uh, I'm really proud of that. And maybe you'll learn if we ever do a cookbook, but no promises. I think I've padded out this episode enough. Uh, So thank you so much to everybody who submitted your questions today. Thanks for following us on Twitter. Thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, It's so crazy to be heading into a new year Uh, with this show it really means a lot to me and to us that you guys have followed us this far uh, and we hope to have some really great things for you coming up this year so stay tuned thanks everybody do what's fun Put a number on it.
3: How many what, boys he's what? found? Yeah. Can you remember? There were the boys in the butcher shop. Mm-hmm. First of all, I want to tell you that in
2: the boy finding business, it is quality over quantity. <laughs>
1: Whoa! You're <laughs> judging the quality
3: of the
2: boys No, 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 no. I'm saying every no. life is precious. Boy.
3: <laughs> wow. That sounds like you only look for rich little boys. No, That's no. what it sounds like. You're looking for a payout. Maybe
1: it's rich in character. Yes.
3: How like do you judge that? How do you just judge that without even knowing the person?
2: I'm just saying if it's under 10, S-
1: that's S- still a lot. 10 years.
2: I feel like
3: you just dug a hole for yourself that we now can't pull you out of. So
2: the girls, are the girls <laughs> like
0: collateral? Are they are they cursing the girls until you bring them Hank? Katheria talks now and she says we we do believe that the the magics that are affecting uh our daughters is is related to the curse. Wait, maybe I can fix this. And I grab my uke and I'm like, "Wake up, Grab a brush and put on a little makeup. <laughs> Did
2: it do anything?
1: Marjorie runs no. over to look.
0: <laughs> Have you? Marjorie s- gets her very, very old, very <laughs> small <laughs> face very close to these girls, so close, and nothing, nothing happens. Oh, but you do—you t- can tell that they're breathing. I was going to oh. ask. Well, I've well.
2: got this healing milk. <gasps> It's very powerful. What do you yeah, what do you want to do with it? Well, with your permission, parents, I would give to one of them a (laughs) a dose of this milk and see if it does anything. I mean it's it's very precious. It's
3: so weird.
1: uh, There's some family lines that are So like you're this faux son and you're gonna feed milk to your daughter to your like. How dare you, sir? Boy, this is a thing.
0: I, I, We've tried all kinds of healing stuff. I, I, I don't think it's going to work. But, but this is like half a milk. I mean, if you want to burn a use of it, go for it. It oh. sounds
2: like you're saying you'd be burning a use and not a, a worthy use. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> nice reading between the lines there, Juno Joel. <laughs> I
1: mean, they probably can't drink.
2: <laughs> Maybe it's now, now is not the time for bovine intervention.
3: But <laughs> That was good. That was a good one. That,
0: yeah. Inspiration. I, I, Inspiration I, I, for bovine ooh, intervention. Right. Yeah, Joel, did you watch the Halloween 2 Cocoa? Maybe? Did, I, oh, I definitely made that joke. Oh, oh. It's, it's a good joke. It's a great it's, joke. Uh, that's a good Man. joke. In the intervening years, um, we had these daughters and they got sick, and now they're just getting worse, and I spend all of my time here in this sanctuary trying to keep them at peace. It's taking all of my energies. That, that margarine, you're from here. That might have been why you, you haven't seen me. I mean, not, me.
1: not here, here.
0: Well, no, not here. No, she's never been here.
1: I've never been here. In the right. castle.
0: And then she winks at you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, is yes, um, <laughs> what,
0: is, what does that mean? But yes, I have to spend all my time here in the sanctuary to, to to protect them. But now with this new information that you've brought us and this note from the fairy resistance, we're starting to piece some things together. I'm starting to figure out what Plinth was working on. And we think that he was right. We, th- we think that he we don't need to sacrifice her son. We've, we don't need to kill anybody in order to save these two realms. From the Shadowfell, we need to track down some things that uh, Plinth made note of in his journals and, and interpret them. Uh, his journals are written, well, he was a weird guy.
1: Hey, don't speak ill of the dead.
0: Fair. Different. And his journals are all written, he, he, he was very, very preoccupied with the loca- different locations in this world and their local cuisines. But we think that he left clues in these travel logs as to the actual reasons he visited these places. Did we grab any of those journals from that house that we, the Cyclops, destroyed?
1: And Zebus does love books. Oh my gosh, this is like, this is like a mystery recipe book Shit, we're, that we're right talking we about perhaps
0: finding. We think that there are clues hidden in these journals, in these travel logs uh, about what uh, Plinth was actually doing in these different locations. We want you, team, since since our, our land, our, our valley is so weak right now and so vulnerable, and, and I, I can't leave. I, I have to stay here and protect my daughters from being in, in pain from this curse. Will you go seek out these locations and, and try to figure out what it was that Plinth was doing there and try to, to save the valley and... Will you find our son? Ah, uh, there's food involved. Yes, potentially there is food involved. Then food yes, team! food <laughs> team six. Five. Six? five? five. five. Food five team five. Us. So this Bless now Pete. stepping back and being Gressel in a meta way. This Whoa, is how. Hey, this is how the. <laughs> this is how the dinner is going to change. So this is the new mechanic of the game. Uh you guys are going to now be in control of where you go. You're going to get a map with different regions of the world, and you're going to choose where you go to investigate based on journal entries from Plinth's journals. And the dinner will be based off of where you guys go. So Ooh. the dinner will be cor- will correspond to the quest that you guys do and will be related to the thing that you have oh, to do. Cool. The dinners will That's be cool. a clue to what you guys are doing. That's very cool, dude. So cool. if
1: we decide to do uh, the hamburger dinner quest,
0: And we're doing that for like. There's a burger one. (laughs) Yeah. Say we do the burger
1: one. Do we for the next like six months when we're on that burger quest? just get burgers every time we come over
0: <laughs> no we have control they're... though we could just keep going back to burgers. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could just keep doing burgers <laughs> they'll probably stretch out more than a couple sessions there will be some kind of supplementary thing that will be on theme fries. fries yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a big plate of fries
1: at the middle of the table
0: that's awesome the third d is going to actually matter now so yeah so this is the quest that's before you guys what do you guys want to do what are you how do you respond
2: Super mayor of food team
1: Um, Campaign eater
3: Um
1: head boy Burger boy
3: (laughs) Assistant to the burger mayor I find boys of all genders
1: That's all food related
0: Yeah, uh, we were doing a thing
2: uh, uh, How can I make it food? I find Big boy I've, uh, big boys. I find big boys.
1: Yeah! Food
2: camp. uh
0: fuck. <laughs> food food team, team five. Delicious food, sound food team off. Five. Uh, Katheria like looks at you and the her panther kind of like cocks its head to on one side and she says, "Is that a yes?" Yes.
1: Yeah, yes, I, I am gonna change mine though. I have to come up with a better thing than campaign eater. <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're like the Galactus of campaign. You were yeah. swallowed yeah, campaign, campaign. We meat maw.
1: Meatmas, <laughs> oh,
2: no. campaign,
1: Meatma.
2: I'm going to need to come up with a better one for for mine too. Just something that really, really includes all, all. All I care about finding children and reuniting them with their parents. I will find your son.
0: That's way too long for a verse. And <laughs> sound it's off. It's still date. not
1: food related.
0: So what we can do for you? Maybe uh, head big
1: boy makes more sense for you, Zabas.
0: He is a big boy. Big we're gonna give you guys some things to help you we appreciate this we were we were dismayed when you guys disappeared because we, this was kind of the plan all along uh nils says he was looking i ar-
2: thought us living
0: or dying was kind of secondary you didn't care well i'm very preoccupied with my children of course of course but i was looking for when i first met you i was looking for uh adventurers who might be able to help us I was planning on keeping tabs on you for a while, but you kind of forced our hand a little bit. Yeah, what
1: did we rub you the wrong way?
0: Yeah, yeah, a little, a little, Mm -hmm. you know. But Uh, you know, then you went and 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 did save uh, some people. So yeah, well, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, so, that's right. we, we get I, I favors. Saved the world.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, team effort. Plant kept a cottage here in the Moontown part of the yes, city. Yes, we get a cottage. Uh, so this is... there Like an
1: Airbnb in the mountains? Well,
0: well it's more like a small house in this in the city, but... Oh.
1: Is there, is there a pool table?
0: You guys uh, is are... Is there a hot tub? <gasps> yes. <gasps> yeah. There is a hot tub. It's more of a spring. Yeah, works Perfect. for me. Uh, and you should maybe check it out because there might be more detailed versions of the of the journals in there.
1: Wait, Plint lived both in
0: he he the had both yeah. yeah he had his big house in the Feywild that where like his servants were and his lab was and like rich people have multiple houses. Yeah, bad. he was he, bi-dimensional when when he traveled <laughs> to the known. you are <laughs> just staring yeah. at you blankly. When he traveled to the known world, he would stay at a, a cottage in town here. He's summered and, and in the Fae world. I
1: see. So uh, his books are here in the... Co- we don't have to go back to his... No, galabics. you don't have to go back. Thank no. God. Oh. He,
0: he kept records here. Check out the cottage. See if you can find any clues there. Again, stepping out of narration. How things are going to work now is if you want to go somewhere now, once you get the map, you can just say, let's go blank to blank and we'll just cut there unless there's like story points or something that happens on the travels. Like Why travel. were you quiet for five hours? <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, how the map will work. And you can always come back to Nights Pass. Uh, you guys go back upstairs. Katheria bids you adieu. She gives Pete one last like pet. Hmm. And children you... wants
1: to hold stay back for a second, okay, and like go up to Neils um and tell him that like i I understand when you held your your baby boy why you didn't want to let go of that boy uh, years ago, I had a daughter, and I was forced to let go of her when I was holding on to her, just born and i I know what that heartbreak feels like and i understand why you would want to avoid
0: it he like kneels down and puts uh his one arm around you and like brings you in for a hug and he is a solid dude
1: it's a good hug it's a good hug yeah but
0: it doesn't break her ribs no 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 okay. no but you get the sense of like he could oh i get what Juno went through <laughs> <laughs> must have not have uh, been doing it right not not a good enough hug he is a strong strong man
3: um, after K- after katheria pets Pete. Pete. I look at her and I smile and I try to wink, but instead I just blink with both my eyes.
0: <laughs> she, like, kind of starts to smile. It's, like, the most kind of, like, positive emotion that you've seen out of her. So that's that's really good. <laughs> uh, um, and
2: Juno way a beat after Nels was done talking to Marjorie and then he, he didn't really go up to Nels. He just, like, looks at him, tries to get his attention, and sort of just, like,
0: look, with a expression of, like, we good? <laughs> he kind of, like, gives you one of those, like, like, bro-nods.
2: I got a bro-nod. Bro nice, I, I, nice I dude. Nice, dude. I low-five
0: him. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you guys go back to the, the castle gate, and at the entrance, Koi Rim says, like, I'm going to head back to gollum back to the forest. There's still work to be done to make sure that the beacons are protected. We're not out of the woods yet, no pun intended. Greg is just going to, you know, keep working out of the station. So you guys are kind of free to to go
1: wait, now. Wait, wait, wait. What? Can I have my shirt back?
0: Oh, I sure I like this shirt.
1: Is he wearing it?
0: No, he's got like tied around his neck like a oh, because like it's super a, small. Yeah, like a <laughs> kerchief.
1: Oh, oh, I didn't realize you're wearing a koi rib. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: you, like he like un. You didn't realize what it was because it was just a kerchief. But he when he un uh, unties it, you. He, he, it's like, my
1: campaign mibosh shirt. Mm-hmm. You know what? You keep it. I'll make a new one. Cause I'm campaign meat ma now.
2: <laughs> hey, courtroom. Just uh, I take him off to the side, away from Fletch. Like, I mean, could you just do us a favor and pass along to Amara that Fletch is back needs to see him? She should take a visit here. I think that's the only way we're gonna really help him out. Cause he 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 doesn't remember her.
0: Oh, oh, right. The uh, the dryad, right? Um. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll relay the message. You, you, you got it. I, who am I to stand in the way of what could be a total flirtatious nothing or might be true love. So yeah, uh, let's, let's explore that together. And he like gives you a thumbs up. Great. And there's no such thing as flirtatious uh, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Fletch. Uh, what you see is just Juno and Koyrum standing next to each <laughs> other in complete silence, unmoving for that, a few seconds, and then
3: that checks out. Yep, that's just weird. That's just Juno's weird. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: oh, are we gonna say
3: goodbye to
2: Butter? Is Butter gonna go with him? Because he he's been riding with Butter for two months.
0: We only had Butter Butter's like a couple of weeks. His
1: horse. No, I Butter's know. not his horse. Butter. Oh okay. no. I, Butter, thought yeah, what the were, I thought you were
0: insinuating that <laughs> Butter had become Koyrum. No, he he. It was his horse. In the interim, but no, you guys are back now, so you have butter again in your possessions, Abbas.
1: Yeah, thank
0: you. Uh, your cart is still stabled at the Blackout Inn. You're free in Nights Pass now to do uh, what you want. D&D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynasato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janisse, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Sigan, and Joel Arnold.